everybody, it's busy from busy living sopa. Busy living sopa. I do not have Birdie with me today. She happens to be back in the northeast, and I'm in the southeast. Excuse the sirens in the background. I'm not in the studio. I'm actually in Florida, and I don't have fancy equipment. I just end up, um, I just end up using my phone, and it works for me. And here we are on a Wednesday rather than a Tuesday. I'm sorry, I'm one day late for all my loyal listeners. I um, I was in the car for six days getting coming to Florida. We ended up stopping in North Carolina and saw my boys, and then we started South, then we stopped in South Carolina and saw the girls, and we took our time. What a gift, oh my gosh, to just be able to relax and sit and just, we weren't in a rush and it made life really, really nice. But today my topic is, and what I want to talk about, is having dreams and aspirations and when they do come true, how we feel. Because I can tell you this, I've been wanting to come to Florida for at least 15 years, especially in the winter. Um, I just, I'm over the winter. I'm over the north. I'm not really into it. It's, you know, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, which is kind of south. And I kind of like that southern feel. And I like the beach. And I like the warmth. And finally, that dream of coming and being in Florida happened. And I'm here for, I don't know, indefinitely at this point. And I'm still fearful. I'm like, now what happens? Now what happens? We all spend so much time worrying about what's going to happen. What's going to happen next? How am I going to feel? What am I going to do? What's this going to happen? What's that going to happen? When none of us know, right? None of us know. We None of us know what is going to happen. But I have to remind myself of that every single solitary day. I cannot... I, I, I have a born forgetter. What can I tell you? I have a born forgetter. I forget everything. And if I don't get myself right-sized into a place that I can go to the faith rather than the fear, I'm in trouble, right? Because my mind plays these crazy tricks like this isn't going to happen and that isn't going to happen. And if this doesn't happen, I'm not going to be okay. If that doesn't happen, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay. When in fact, I'm I'm better than okay. And it's crazy because, as I mentioned, I've been having this dream for a really long time of coming to Florida. And it happened. And I'm here. And I can't tell you I did this right or that right. I can tell you being sober and making sober choices has definitely allowed this to happen. It would not be happening if I were drinking. I know that for sure. Because who knows where I would be. I'd probably be dead. Because the way I drank, um, I was a blackout drinker. And I didn't remember things. And I got myself into situations that were totally insane. And I'd wake up the next day regretting everything and hating myself. And I don't hate myself today. I love myself today, which is kind of crazy. Now, does that mean I'm comfortable in my skin all the time? No. Driving down here, there were times of anxiety. And when I get anxious, I'm not always the nicest person. I'm not nice to my husband. And I'm short. And I have a temper. And I shoot off my mouth. And I say things. And I just keep going and going and going. And I don't want, I I don't, I'm not proud of that. It's just that I'm human, right? I'm human. And being human means that I make mistakes and I'm not perfect. And I am not always comfortable. I'm not always comfortable when I don't know. 
I don't think any of us are. I think we all get a sense of like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Is everybody going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? But nobody knows if we're going to be okay, right? I'm just okay in this minute, in this moment. Doing these podcasts help me a ton because they help me realize that I need people. I need to be honest and I need to share my experience, strength and hope and know that when I am uncomfortable, I don't drink. That's the bottom line. I might not be comfortable. I might not know what's going to happen, but guess what? That's okay. I can be uncomfortable in my skin. Okay. I can be uncomfortable in my skin. Okay. Today, not tomorrow and not yesterday, but today in this moment, I'm okay. Not knowing what's going to happen because let's be real. If I knew what was going to happen, what I want to know, I say that all the time. I don't know if we knew what was going to happen in the future. Would we want to go there? I'd say probably nine out of 10 of us would say no, because there's no way given my small little brain that I could have envisioned that I would be sitting in Florida in 2019 with my dog and my husband that I adore. Nope. Given my resources and my little brain, I probably would never have quit drinking. But I realized that, you know, I had to give up the goods and quit. And I'm not complacent about quitting because alcoholism, at least my alcoholism, tells me I don't have alcoholism. It's the disease that tells you you don't have a disease. It's the disease that says everything's good. Look, you're in Florida. Don't you want to have a drink? No, I do not want to have a drink. I do know that I have to get, I have to do the same things I do at home that I do at home. I have to do here. I have to go to 12-step meetings. I have to reach out. I have to talk to other alcoholics. I have to be present I have to be present in this moment. All my joy is in the present. It's not in the past. It's not in the future. It's in right now. But the way I was feeling, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this. Like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen now? Okay, now I'm here. Should I get my real estate license? Should I do this? Should I do that? My brain just goes this. And the only thing that really helps me is getting quiet. Being calm doing some sort of meditation and just realizing that right now right here everything's okay are we all okay out there are all my listeners okay today I'm okay but it was yucky feeling that way and just spinning in my head what's going to happen what's going to happen what's going to happen I don't know what's going to happen But I do know this. I went to a 12-step meeting down here about an hour ago. Maybe two hours ago. And it was awesome. And I might not have known anyone, which I didn't. But I felt like I knew everyone. Because we all kind of have the same backgrounds. It's funny. My brother was like, you're in a cult. You're in a cult. 12-step meetings are cults. I'm like, well, if it is a cult, it's a cult that's keeping me alive. 
It's a cult that's helping me grow. It's helping me grow closer to God. It's helping me grow closer spiritually. It's helping me have a path and helping me stay within the lines one day at a time. Because I just, as I just said, I have this born forgetter, right? So I forget that I need to pray each day. I forget that I need to meditate each day. I have to pretend, I forget that I can only live in the now. When I am sitting here and all my dreams are coming true, I'm like, oh my God, now what? Instead of just living in the peace of it, right? I should be living in the peace and the tranquility and the serenity, but I don't always do that because I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I get complacent. I forget to do what I'm supposed to do because I think I don't have to do it because sometimes I'm like, look, I have 12 and a half years sobriety. I don't have to keep doing these things, but that's a lie. I do have to keep doing these things. I have to keep doing these things over and over and over again. And why do I have to keep doing them over and over and over again? Because that's where all, everything works being doing things over and over again. Things work when my I'm doing my meditation and I'm doing my prayer and I'm letting go. Everything is perfect then. It's when I go to those fearful places that we all go to. What's going to happen next? Nobody knows what's going to happen next. And I know that there's people that say that they know, but I don't think anybody knows. I think we can do the best we can do each day. If you have children, you want to take care of your kids each day. If you have a spouse, you want to take care of them. But most importantly, we have to take care of ourselves. And I think that's something we don't learn in our society. We don't say, you know, we need to take care of ourselves first and then we can take care of everybody else. So we need to take care of ourselves first. And how do we do that? How do we take care of ourselves? Well, we have to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to take care of myself. I had to learn how to let go. I had to learn to trust God. I had to learn all those things. Even though I was raised with religion, I still didn't trust it. It wasn't like the right answer I wanted to hear all the time. It's sometimes hard. But doing life without booze just gives us this opportunity to be present. If we're not sober, we can't be present, right? Because when we're drinking, we go to this other place and we become somebody else. We can't make any choices. We can't make any decisions. It becomes kind of, it's sorry to say this and excuse my French, but it becomes kind of a shit show. I know it does for me. At least it did. But when I finally decided that I needed to quit, I had to quit. There were no other options. Then my life turned around. And I think it does for everybody that's out there. I don't think anybody that says, oh, I quit drinking, my life went got worse. I think most people will say, when I quit drinking, my life got so much better. So much better. So many things can happen when we just don't drink. It's kind of crazy. We have so many more options, so many more choices. You know, it's not like, oh, how am I going to drive home today? Because that's never a question. You can always drive home. Because you're sober. You know, getting busy living sober is all about getting busy living in today. Living a life, excuse me. Excuse me. Something just flew in my throat. Ah, excuse me. Okay, now I'm okay. Um, 
But as I was saying, you know, when we're sober and we give ourselves the chance to be present all the time, all these dreams can come true. And the dreams come true and then you're like, now what? So you're going to keep walking and you're going to keep doing what you're doing just like I am. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. It doesn't mean that it stops because a dream came true. In fact, now I'm going to trust God even more because I got here. And it definitely wasn't because I really like did something mastermind and did like had this whole plan. No, I let go. I finally let go. And I said, all right, God, you're driving the bus. You are steering the ship, not me. I'm just behind you paddling or in front of you paddling. I'm just not in charge anymore. I'm in charge of this. I'm in charge of myself and making sure that I take care and do the necessary things I need to do to, to do the work, which is, as I mentioned before, you know, meditating, reaching out and talking to other people, not being alone. Being alone is just not healthy, I don't think. I understand we need to be alone each, like during the day, we can be alone for an hour or two, but I think for alone too long, bad thoughts go through our heads, at least through mine. I start to think terrible thoughts and try to be in control and all this other crazy stuff. And guess what? It doesn't benefit anybody because I'm miserable because then I, now I'm just trying to dictate what's going to happen next when I have no idea. I have no idea. But telling all of you this gives me freedom. When I can say to you guys, oh my gosh, I haven't had a drink in 12 and a half years and I still get scared. Because I'm human. Human. We're all human. And we all want to know what's going to happen. And we all want to know that we're going to be okay when we're okay right now. That's what matters. We're okay right now in this moment. In this very second. We are okay. Life is good right now. It's beyond good. Thank your higher power. Thank whoever you call your higher power. I call mine God. I say thank you, God. Thank you for keeping me sober. Thank you for giving me these dreams. And then I ask if he'll pray for the sick people that I don't know that are out there struggling. And he'll pray for the people that are sick. And that he will keep me sober today. One more day. And that he helps me lose my character defects. And you might say, what is a character defect? A character defect is something that you do in your life that you don't like. (laughs) That you, in fact, despise. Like me, I have this character defect of wanting to play God. It's a huge one. I really want to be God a lot of the time. I want to be able to know that everything's okay. I want to be able to, you know, make sure all my loved ones are okay. Make sure everybody I know is okay. But God has them. I don't need to. My ego is what gets in the way. My ego is very strong. My ego thinks I got this. I got this when I ain't got anything. I just have today. I just have this moment. This moment to tell all of you. That life is good. Not being underneath the curse of alcohol. Life is good. 
But the disease of alcoholism is a disease that is a mind disease. It falls underneath, you know, the umbrella of mental health. It's a mental health thing. Because I'm crazy. I think the minute I think I'm not crazy, I've got a problem. I'm actually fearful of the people who say they're not crazy. Because I think we're all crazy in some form. We kept doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. We kept drinking, hoping that everything was going to be okay. When we knew, in fact, it wasn't going to be okay. We knew the first minute we took that drink that life was going to be, you know, we were, we, we had no control anymore. At least I didn't. That first drink is when it started to happen. It wasn't the 47th drink. It was the first drink. The first drink is where it all happens. The first drink is where all bets are off. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't have any idea what I'm going to say. I have no idea. I know this. I can't drive a car. All all of my decision making and all my capabilities that I have are no longer working. And then you get behind whatever, how many tons a car is. And you get behind a car and you've been drinking and you think I got this. And when you don't have anything, like, thank you, God, for not having me hit anyone, get into an accident, hurt anyone. That's by the grace of God that never happened. Because I can tell you this, there were many times that it could have happened. Many times. Because, you know, I thought, I got this, I got this. I was actually just talking to a friend about, she was at a party and another one of her friends got really drunk and was, and they tried to take her keys away and the woman wouldn't let them take her key. She's like, I can drive, I can drive, I can drive. And, oh God, I pray for that person because I was the same way. I am not going to judge that person by any stretch of the imagination. I can't judge anybody because I know I've been there. All I can do is love that person and say, okay, well, thank God you didn't hurt anybody or thank God you made it through this and hopefully you don't have to go to jail. Hopefully you don't have to be in prison because of something you've done while you're drinking because that's the scariest thing. 90% of the people that are in prison are due to drugs and alcohol. Did you ever know that? 90% of the people that are in jail. I go and I speak at jails with, with my friend Birdie and Birdie and I go and every time we go, you hear the people speak and all the people talk about is how they were doing drugs or they were drinking and this happened and that happened and they can't get sober. They're sober while they're locked up, but then they've got to go live in the real world and the real world is not nice. It's not fair. It's not nice. If anybody told you it was fair, they lied to you because it's not fair. The world is not fair. And when we think that drinking's the answer to everything, it's not the answer to anything. Drinking made me so sad and so lonely and so alone. I could have been in a room full of people and still felt totally alone. Could have been at a party and felt all alone. All I cared about was my alcohol. I didn't care about anything else. And now here I am, sitting in sunny Florida, because I made the choice that I didn't, I wanted to break up with alcohol. I didn't want to have it in my life anymore. I didn't want it ruling my life anymore. I didn't want to have to get myself in those situations anymore. And I knew that I couldn't have one, and who wants one anyway? And I knew I couldn't have 47. 
So if you're out there and you're listening and you can relate to any of this, write to me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. Let's all face it. We all are trying to do our best each and every day. And even when all of our dreams start to come true, we still go to those places of like, oh my gosh, now what? Do you relate? I'm like, now what? Now I'm in Florida. Now what? My dream came true. Now what? Am I okay? Yes, I'm okay. I'm okay in this moment. I'm okay in this minute, in this second. I'm okay. Everything's okay. Everything's better than okay. Thank you, God. I am so grateful. I am so grateful for the sun. I'm so grateful for the water. I'm so grateful for the palm trees. I'm so grateful for the traffic. I'm so grateful for my husband. I'm so grateful for my kids. I'm so grateful for all of our health. I'm grateful. A grateful person will not drink. That is a known fact. If you are grateful and you write a gratitude list, hopefully you will not drink. I know that I have not had to have a drink. As bad and as a questioning as things sometimes get in my head, I still don't have to drink. I can talk to somebody. I don't have to keep that secret in my head. I can reach out to someone. So please reach out if you're feeling squirrely in any way and you've quit and you want to stay quit, but you're like, how am I going to do this? Call somebody, write me, write me an email. I promise I'll write you back, but just don't do this by yourself. Okay. It's too hard by yourself. You can't do this by yourself. You need friends. You need people that you can talk to. And I promise you can talk to me. So please keep getting busy, living sober. And um, I'm hoping that next week I will have Miss Birdie on with me. I know it's going to be a little crazy because she's up there and I'm down here. But we're going to try and make it happen. And for everybody listening, I really hope you have a blessed day and a blessed week. I'll be with you next Tuesday. And remember to keep getting busy, living sober. Bye-bye.